Hello everyone, welcome back to Darkness and Daisies. I'm Jerry. And I'm Erin. And today we've got three things to talk about. Uh, unfortunately, some of them are very sad. Uh, also, uh, trigger warning for anybody, there is going to be descriptions of violence, of a shooting in this episode, and uh, self-harm. So, again, trigger warning, if these stories might trigger you in a very negative way, uh, maybe skip them and come back next week. So the first thing we're going to talk about is the investigation of the crime that happened in Mexico. This is in regards, of course, to the horrifying case of, I'm going to try to say her name right here, Shanquella Robinson. Is that right? Yep. This is just, this story is just heartbreaking. It is disgusting. It is really just something that really boggles the mind about how this could all go down. Uh, Miss Robinson was a 25-year-old woman from, I believe it was North Carolina. Uh, she and her friends had gone down to uh, Cabo, uh, Mexico. Now, Aaron, you just came back from a cruise. Uh, did you go down to the Cabo, Mexico area, or, or were you past that? No, we were actually really north, so we probably would have had time to go if they had planned it that way. Uh, but we were very north in Ensenada. Right. Miss Robinson, uh, she was the owner of a hair branding business called Exquisite Babies. She travels to Mexico with a group of friends for a birthday celebration. Seems pretty on the up and up. You know, sometimes you can do that. This vacation and Miss Robinson being alive would not last 24 hours. After 24 hours, Robinson's friend called her mother and informed her that something had happened to her daughter. They said she wasn't feeling well and that she had alcohol poisoning. Now, apparently, another friend who wasn't there at the beginning came down and they apparently told him the same thing. She's not feeling well. You know, it's getting pretty bad. She has alcohol poisoning. So paramedics are called to the um, uh, villa that these uh, friends were at. And unfortunately, Miss Robinson did not survive. Then the autopsy comes in, and it was revealed that Robinson's spine was cracked, and I believe it was in two different places, and her and her neck was broken. That's insane. That is insane. I mean, Aaron, because right now you're actually in a class for radiology, and while I know it's mostly about animals and pets, you but you know have some basic knowledge of human anatomy do you know how hard you have to hit somebody to break their spine pretty hard like we actually did have a a case where um and i'm not not saying this is spot on or anything because obviously animals and humans are different but uh we did have a, a an animal come in that took off chasing a cat and it, we're talking full force smacked into the hitch of a truck Mm -hmm. and uh, basically broke three vertebrae in the shoulders. Right. And that's that, that required stabilization. And right. if you think about it, this dog is not as fast as a car, you know, and it really didn't take all that much. Right. 
So humans are no different, but it does take quite a bit of force. Okay. So then right off the bat, we have these friends lying, saying that alcohol poisoning. Alcohol is not going to do this to your spine. Right. Unless um, you got super alcohol poisoning, you're very sick, and maybe fell off a building. Right. Like, it seems very over the top for alcohol poisoning. So right there, there are some very big questions. Now, maybe something, a terrible accident occurred, and the friends didn't want the mother and the family to know, because, let's face it, broken neck, broken spine, that's a terrible way to die. Pretty much at that point, you're not getting any any oxygen anymore, and you basically suffocate. I mean, are you sure, though? Yeah, because if you break your neck, you you can't connect anymore to your lungs and stuff. So you can't get any air. If your trachea is working, you can. Right. But if it shuts off your spinal cord, all I'm saying is it's not totally impossible. Right. But then came a video. This was released by uh, a local blogger by the name of uh, Gerald Jackson. He runs uh, North Carolina Beast. He released a video that is insanely graphic. You haven't seen the video, have you? I haven't, and I honestly don't think I want to. I started to watch this video for research for this. I could maybe get 10 seconds in. In the video, a woman is attacking an uh, uh, another woman who is completely naked. Was she asleep? No, they. she was standing up, but she was, but she's not a fighter. And this woman is literally getting beat. In the video, a person could be heard saying, Quayla, can you at least fight back? It doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean. Like, I mean, these are supposed to be friends and they're approaching Quayla. And for what? You know, did they have some type of problem with each other? Like, it didn't seem like Quella was being the person who was antagonizing anybody. Right. And not only that, but why is she naked? She could be drunk, which means, guess what? You can't fight back. True. Uh, but there's no proof of that. And let's be, and let's be, and let's be honest here. A person, you can tell from the video from the little bit I watched, is that this woman can't fight back. That's kind of where I go more towards uh, she was probably drunk. Because, you know, she's stumbling. And basically, the reason I couldn't watch it is because once it got confirmed from uh, Miss Robinson's father that that's her, I was like, I'm not in the business, nor do I find any enjoyment of watching a public execution. Exactly. Like, I mean, first off, the guy who put the video out there who was like, hey, I have this evidence. Mm -hmm. Protect him. Because good for him. Right. I am very happy that he said, no, this is what happened, and I have the proof. And also, these friends, why the hell are you filming it? Hmm? What's going on I here? I mean, were they the ones filming it, though? It, I mean, they have to be. They're in that hotel room. There's nobody else there. True, but it I'm just wondering. The reason I ask is because um, the person who released the video mm -hmm. said he received it. He received it. Okay. So that maybe just, somebody got a little, started getting a guilty conscience. That just backtracked me. So cool. If you got a guilty conscience, then you just let it all out. Doesn't excuse what happened. But 
it kind of makes me wonder. I'm like, is this like a hidden camera? Was this planned? Oh, oh no. You know. From, as I said, I, I know you haven't seen the video, but this is literally like somebody with a phone oh, walking okay. around. Okay. I'm, I am angry for quite a few reasons here. Number one. So these friends, by the way, left the next day. Her body's down there for two weeks in Mexico. Wow. Oh, just went home. When did this happen? Uh, October 29th. Okay. Only, uh, I believe it was last Saturday, was the funeral held back here in Charlotte. The FBI has opened an investigation here, as they should. Because this is not even a he said, she said. You got a damn video. My question is, and here's the thing. I saw one thing that made my blood boil, but I couldn't actually verify this. But apparently, one of the friends posted on Instagram saying, oh, $2 million for the interview. What? Yeah. Now, I can't confirm that that was one of the friends here. But if that was true, are you effing kidding me? So what? They think they're making a joke? Like, oh, no. That's they're probably ridiculous. Think, no, they're trying to get paid. No, I understand that. But I'm like, are are they thinking they're cute? Because it's not cute. I, All I will say to these so-called friends is that I hope you got some damn good attorneys because it's going to be very hard to explain away a video of watching somebody die. There's no good reason. I don't care if you were angry. I don't care if you were fighting. I don't care if she was drunk and said something. It's not okay. They deserve to be punished. Yes, to the fullest extent. Then, just because, I don't know, maybe... Sometimes humanity just wants to show that sometimes it just sucks. Do you know there were honestly a very large number of people blaming her? For what? Said, oh yeah, well you better, you know, you go down these people who you call friends and, you know, whatever happens to you, I guess that's just what happens because you didn't know who they really were. Um, wow. Yeah. Let me be very clear here about victim blaming and all this. And in this case or anything else, let me tell you right now the times where it is appropriate to blame a victim for a crime. Are you ready? Here we go. Did you get all that or did I go too fast? Let me let me reiterate that. These are the amount of times where it is okay to blame a victim of a crime. Okay? My whole thing about victim blaming comes from a movie called The Accused. You ever seen that movie, Aaron? I don't think so. True life story, Jodie Foster, about a woman who was raped in a bar while by a group of men while some of the patrons like cheered on, egged everybody on. Wow. True story. And they were trying to blame her because she was drunk and she was provocative, right? The prosecutor in that case says the thing that, that stuck with me for the rest of my life. She goes this, I do not care if a woman is walking down a street completely naked with a sign that says, rape me on it. If you walk up to her and she says, no, when you try to initiate sexual contact, it is not her fault. It is your fault. Okay. 
And that's how I ever think. It is never okay to blame the victim for something. Okay? I feel very sad for Miss Robinson. Because maybe people who she thought had her back... And let's face it, we've all been burned by people, right? Who we thought were our friends at some point in our life. Well, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You don't blame the victim, okay? Especially, like, I mean, intoxicated or not, like, I'm just going to go off the basis, maybe she was. That's, like, another layer to it. Right. Who knows? It might have been attacked. She might have been drunk, sleeping in bed, and they, and they gang attack her. Well, and that's what I was wondering. I'm like, did they have this planned? Yeah, and what was the reason? But again, mm -hmm. doesn't matter what the reason is. I don't give a damn if she slept with somebody's boyfriend or husband. It is never okay to blame the victim. Exactly. Okay? So, uh, this is a developing story. Sorry for getting a little heated there. But I just saw a lot of that, and I was so angry that that was somehow gaining some traction. But this is a developing story. We will let you know in uh, future episodes how this progresses. I feel very bad for Miss Robinson's family, for the people who cared for her. I have a random question. Mm -hmm. You said it took him a couple weeks to find her. Was she still there in the villa? Like what? Oh no, Mexico just held her body. Held her body. Oh, they were like, we don't know who this is. Just hold on to her. Oh no, they just like... they had to do the autopsy and stuff. Oh okay, I see. So, so that uh, hashtag is justice for, I believe, uh, Quela. Yeah. Um, and I'm very sorry, Miss Robinson. I'm very sorry for you. You did not deserve this in any way, shape, or form. Well, from Mexico to a recent tragedy that is very, very close to home. Uh, last Saturday, the day right before Trans Visibility Day, which is a day to remember those uh, to members of the trans community who have been hurt or have been killed, there is a club in our old hometown of Colorado Springs called Club Q. Aaron, have you ever seen Club Q? You ever been there? I've been past it. Like, I was supposed to go, and we just never got around to it. Right. Um, my sister used to go there with her friend, dance a little bit. Opened in 2002. It was a club for, and again, Aaron, because I can never say the letters of the community. LGBTQ. Did a drag brunch. Was a place where... You know, members of that community could feel safe. Yeah, it was literally just like a safe space. Exactly. But on Saturday night, a person walked in with a with an assault rifle as as it is now with these things because that's just what it is and opened fire. Five people were killed, 17 wounded. I mean, the place isn't that big either, so no. let's take into consideration how many people, like, that's a really big percentage of people for that little club. Yeah. This was over very quickly, strangely enough. Police received calls starting at 11.56 p.m. Officers were dispatched at 11.57 p.m. 
An officer arrived at midnight, so we're talking four minutes, from call to officers on the scene. And the suspect was arrested at 12.02. Six wow. minutes. Wow. And in six minutes, five people died and double that got injured. Why? Because the person had a gun whose only use is to inflict as much damage and death in a very short amount of time. And we still don't know why they did it? I mean, we don't, but ladies and gentlemen, we know why. I mean, it's kind of safe to assume. By the way, the person's name, who has been identified, but by God, we're not saying it on this podcast. Because we don't give anybody like that any kind of publicity. Was actually detained by two club patrons. The uh, And as it turned out, it was actually one guy who was assisted by a second guy. That's good. Uh, I believe it was Richard Fierro. He was one of the men who stopped the gunman. He was a former army major. Thank God. That said, when he heard the shooting, he went into combat mode, raced across the room, and pulled the gunman to the floor by the handle on the back of his body armor. Nice. To which uh, Richard said, was he shooting at the time? Was he about to shoot? I don't know. I just knew I had to take him down. Uh, The other man was a man known as Thomas James, who apparently at one point they actually got, because apparently... With this assault rifle, that wasn't enough for this guy. He also had a, some more guns on his person. But one of the men grabbed the handle of his... Grabbed the revolver that was in and just started beating him with it. <laughs> to knock him down. I love that so much. I, you know, I probably would have went to jail. I would have been so worked up. He would have been tacked down and I probably would have ended him. It's just, it's insane. We all remember the pulse shooting here. In Florida, a few years back, deadliest mass shooting that the United States ever had. Yep. I believe it was, what, 49 people dead? I think so. While we will not say the person's name who did this, we do know some things about him. Apparently, Aaron, in June of last year, he made a bomb threat. To where? To the club? To his mom. His mom called the cops, said, my son's threatening me with a bomb in Colorado Springs. Oh, and they did nothing? They came there. They stopped him. But here's the thing. While the federal government is very slow to do that, do you know in in Colorado, Aaron, we actually have red flag laws? That means if you you threaten violence, it doesn't matter if it's with about a firearm or not, all your weapons can be taken away from you because you are a danger to the... the community. That makes sense. A lot of people are asking, hey, why didn't this do trigger that? You made a bomb threat. Why why didn't his guns get taken away? Well, I mean, we don't know if they did or not, but if they did Oh, then... they didn't. They oh, didn't. okay. I was gonna say if they did, then where'd he get the And next apparently one, but... a lot of people are questioning, hey, why did this not happen? This is what this law is supposed to do. They said that no formal charges were pursued in that case. It's just insane because... Now, here's the thing. Maybe it wouldn't have stopped anything. 
Maybe they, he just would have come in with something else. Maybe he would have stolen something. We don't even know, as of right now, who these guns belong to. Right. I kind of wonder, too, when he made the bomb threat, like, did they find anything? Any makings of a bomb? They did not. It was just a threat. But again, that is something that's supposed to trigger the red flag laws. As of right now, he is being charged with five counts of murder, five counts of a hate crime. And trust me, that's just what we got right now. He... This person will never see the light of day again. If there's any justice in this world. Or so we'd like to think. Because, I mean, just the five dead is going to be a lot of charges. But then you have to go after, like, manslaughter and, like, everything else for everyone else. Well, the thing is, once once you start putting hate crime in there. And premeditated. Like, all of that's, it. That's, that's automatically for one count as a life sentence. And Great. He's, and he's, right now, he's got five. Look, throw the book at him, tally it all up. I just want to see how long it gets. Right. One of the things that I'm proud of from, because I've been, I was born and raised here in Colorado, is that we used to be very red. We were very conservative. But now we were actually listed as one of the safest places for members of the LGBTQ community. Hmm. Guess I can say it when I get pissed off. We are considered one of the best states in the country, the safest for this. We elected our governor, Polis. He was the first openly gay governor, the countries, the nations. We try so much. And trust me, we didn't always have a great beginning here in regards to this community. We signed a thing that said no protections for people of the LGBTQ community. Nah, nah, we don't need any of that. But now we had gotten to a point where people felt safe. Here's my question. I know. I hope to God you're not listening to this shooter. You piece of human garbage. But what was what were they doing, man? Huh? Why? Why why couldn't they just be at their club doing their thing? Why did they have to die? Not only that, but I wonder. I mean, Everything about it is tragic, but I wonder if this shooter is having problems accepting themselves. Like, what is it that you're afraid to face that you have to take it out on everybody else? I'm going to say something here, and I'm going to be very careful here, because this has not been confirmed. Hey, that's fine. This person might be the grandson of an outgoing House member of California. Oh, great. Who believed, Aaron, just to let you know where everything is right here, who believed that January 6th, that little insurrection, he compared it to the American Revolution. Wow. Okay, and how is that? That has nothing to do with anything. It does, because... Their viewpoint, maybe. Yeah, but here's the thing. The man is also an M-A-G-A. Ah, okay. And as we know, and trust me, one of the things with this case that got me angry, maybe it's just the fact that all these cases really just piss me off, is that you had people who have demonized members of this community. People saying, you're corrupting kids. Oh, these drag brunches, these all-age drag brunches. Oh, you're grooming these kids. You know, the people who have a problem with it, don't worry about it. Right. But they have up the rhetoric against this and clubs like this not just in Colorado but everything have been receiving death threats bomb threats 
there were hospitals who have drag queens coming just to read to the sick kids and they were getting bomb threats. How dare you do this? And kids are some of the most forgiving. If you think about it, ask a kid and they're just like, they don't care. So to those people who are sending out their tweets about thoughts and prayers with this group, excuse my language, but sit down and shut the fuck up. I look at you and say, you stoked this because you need a boogeyman. So you decided on this community and then you're going to pretend to be shocked when something like this happens. If you're not helping, you're hindering. And by the way, I don't know the answers. I'm not calling for all guns to be taken away. I'm not saying everybody has to have guns. I realized a long time ago that we can't have a discussion like that. We can't. We can't. Nobody's ready for that. We There's, can't have I don't a think rational discussion. Yeah, I don't think they're ever going to be ready for that. And then not only that, but there's not an, uh, a fix-all to this. It I, goes so much deeper. Yeah. How about every... You know what? Maybe there is a fix, Aaron. Maybe there is one. And how about it's this? How about you do you, I'll do me, and we just leave each other alone? That's, how about that? Hey, man. Can we just do that? Right. Fine. You don't want to accept members of that community? Okay, fine. But just allow them to exist, that they shouldn't be massacred while they were dancing. How about that? Can we maybe all agree on that? Aaron, you did read about, um, didn't you say that there was somebody who was opening up something in regards to this shooting for a therapy thing, like a club or something? Yes, which actually is like, it's really great. Um, but it is also another controversial uh, club, if you will. Mm-hmm. Probably I, the only second one. We only had two in Colorado Springs. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of these places in in the springs but um there's a place called voodoo leatherworks mm -hmm. and a lot of people want to shit on it automatically um and that's because they're into an alternate lifestyle uh they educate people they have socials it is really more tied to like the bdsm community um so it's an alternative community but the owner um spoke up and said, hey, we're currently um, getting a psychologist or a therapist and we are going to be open all day, 24 hours for anybody affected by this Club Q shooting. You know, please come see us. We will be your safe space so that you can grieve or say whatever it is you need to say and, you know, make sure like they want to make sure that everybody is safe. Yeah. And I thought that was amazing. What was the name of that uh, club again? Just in case people want to. Um, it's called Voodoo Leatherworks. And funny enough, um, they're actually right next door to a church. <laughs> so I'm just saying, well, like, I don't you do. Know what? You know what? Maybe that's, there it is right there. Church there and an alternate lifestyle place. Living together. Yeah. And they, they don't disrespect each other or anything. Um, it's just. My whole thing is I don't like to bring politics or religion into anything. It is not a thing I like to do. I realize that these decisions 
you know, people make decisions based on these things, but I feel like we can do better. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, can't do much worse, can we? No, but it could have completely gone different. Yeah. And not happened. It would be the best. And again, I I don't know what to say to somebody who's been affected by this. I mean, I'm hurting for my friends because I see every day um, that my friends are checking in saying, hey, I'm safe, I'm safe. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because, you know, I didn't know if they go there. You know, they've grown up with me. You know, they have families now. And yet they're still worried about it after the fact that they're still letting people know that they're safe. But almost everybody knows somebody who was affected. It's not a huge place, but it's also not a tiny little village either. Um, So it just hurts all over again to think that. There may be somebody that I know that's gone, and I just don't know it yet. Yeah. Well, from that, unfortunately, I wish we had something happier to end this episode on, but unfortunately we don't. I feel like a lot of our uh, episodes recently have been filled with uh, eulogies, if you will. Yeah, and unfortunately we have another one. Yeah. This is, of course, Mr. Jason David Frank who everyone knew as Tommy from yeah. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Or White Ranger, depending on your preference. Green Ranger. Green Ranger, White, White, White Ranger. White Ranger. <laughs> he, uh, he unfortunately passed away on November 19th, 2022. I will say this. I, w- I mean, do you agree with this in regards to the Power Rangers? Whether you knew the Power Rangers or not, you knew who Jason was. Oh, yeah. It's like, how could you not? Yeah. Like, for whatever reason, he's so special. Yeah. He was also a legitimate martial artist. Actually yep. had uh, MMA. Oh, yeah. Um, mixed martial arts record of one win, he's... no losses, and uh, yeah, amateur MMA record. He was uh, four wins, no losses. Yeah. I mean, and he was into a lot of stuff like judo, taekwondo, um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Like, he was just really all into it i will say this about the power rangers especially from the originals because he is one of the originals you might have had your favorite power ranger maybe it was billy blue ranger maybe it was zach the black ranger but is it kim the pink ranger yep everybody loves kim she's super sweet by the way but everybody loved tommy was the coolest as the green ranger it started out as a villain yep uh, Green Ranger was actually created by Rita to infiltrate the Power Rangers. Lost his powers. Oh, man, I forgot that. He was so popular, though, that they brought him back and said, no, you're going to be the White Ranger now. He's quite the looker, too. Very handsome. <laughs> but he also showed up in a lot of even more recent Power Rangers stuff. He kept showing up as his character. See, I thought that was cool, but, like, I think this is just me. I never followed anything past the original. I, I didn't much either, but it was cool to see things where it's like, oh, my God, Tommy came back, you know? Well, yeah, that would have been nice to know, but I was like, original or nothing. That's it. And I refused to watch anything past that. One of the coolest things was that, um, and, and again, just to show you how popular Tommy was, is that the 2017 Power Rangers movie 
which, by the way, he has a cameo in, along with Amy Jo Johnson, Kimberly, awesome. as a citizen. The movie ends with a tease for Tommy's coming. Oh, no. You know? And it's just like, because Tommy is the coolest. Which is crazy. Like, I don't know. I just, I think it's cool that he's still involved. Yeah. Uh, he did uh, mention, though, in, uh, uh, strangely enough, in August of this year, that he had retired from the franchise. Yeah. A very big person on the convention circuit. He was actually at one you worked at, correct? Uh, he was supposed to be. Uh-huh. And that's why I'm, like, really bummed out about it, because I was so excited to meet him. And, um, unfortunately, he did suffer from altitude sickness. Yeah. And could not come. Yeah, unfortunately, that can sometimes be for us. I mean, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't always affect everybody, but it affects some people worse. And I was so hurt because they never got him back. Yeah. Um, they just weren't sure, you know, given his schedule, like, what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, but I am so upset about that because, like, he's, like, one of the people I just really wanted to meet. And um, now that chance is gone. Did you actually know that he was in We Bear Bears? I did not know that. He was uh, Silver Bear for one episode. I didn't know that. Now I have to go watch it. I know, right? Um, apparently he was on Family Matters at one point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just terrible. Just we, happened. And, and the thing is, like, you don't re- we don't really know why, other than we know that he was going through a divorce. Yeah. Which, unfortunately, could do it. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, but I feel like there's stuff that we just don't know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it sucks. No matter what. Yeah. But, uh, Jason, you always seem like a good guy. There's been a lot of tributes from people. Came oh, yeah. In. Uh, WWE people, they had him on a show, and they were all giving tributes to him. I mean, I mean, looking at it from, like, my point of view, possibly your point of view, even though we're slightly different in age, he was like, I, I would say like the Power Rangers original cast. Oh yeah, he, where, was the, he had the one he had the most staying power. Oh yeah, definitely, and that's great. But he's like an idol, if you will. He's like your childhood idol. Oh yeah, like he's one of those people you're like, I want to meet him. He's amazing, and that never really goes away. Yeah. You know, when I met um, Amy Jo Johnson, mm-hmm. I was still dumbfounded. And she's so sweet. Um, it's just one of those things you're just like, wow, this is like a thing where I can connect with the people I grew up with. Yeah. Well, and also the fact that I like the fact that he was, I mean, let's face it. He was in a kid's show. This is my yeah. Morphin Power Rangers. But he never felt that he never disrespected it. He was always game to come back. Because there's some people who get something famous for something and then, you know, they hate it, actually. But he never did. So. Well, rest in peace, Jason. As I said, it's been a bad time. Yep. Well, unfortunately. That's unfortunately where we have to end it. Yeah. I mean, I don't have anything super exciting or wholesome, really. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's okay to... I think this whole episode is very focused on treat each other better. Yeah. Check in on your friends. Mm-hmm. If you see something, say something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just overall, do better. Yeah. Look after each other. Stop with the divide. Yeah. 
well, there is one little announcement. We are actually on Hive. We are still on Twitter, but as you know, Twitter is kind of weird right now. But it's Darkness Daisies at Hive. We picked a great song for you guys to to listen to if you if you check out our Hive profile. I mean, for those who know what MySpace was, they yeah. might get a kick out of the fact we have a song. Well, I just love the fact of what song we picked. True. Because it's a deep True. cut. It is. <laughs> um, uh. But yeah, so we're there. We're still on Twitter. Darkness and Daisies. Look for the skull with the daisies in its eyes. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're everywhere. Well, I think we can put this body in the ground. What do you think? I think it's time we say goodbye to some of the best. So thank you so much for listening. My name is Jerry. And I'm Aaron. And come back next week and we'll see what else we can dig up.